What's going on, fam? Tavares here. Happy 2022. So thankful for you guys that are rocking with us, supporting the podcast so faithfully. Uh, appreciate you guys. We have some great things in store. I'm reaching out to some people to have some of the guests that you guys recommended in the comment section on who you want to listen to. I just want to say, if we don't get the person on, it's not because we didn't try. It's either because, one, they're busy or they don't want to. Or number two, we don't feel as though their content is biblical. You know, so it's kind of hard to get decipher through, you know, a thousand comments on who, you know, would be a, a great asset. But prayerfully, so we get a few of those great um, people to come on and bless this podcast. We already have some people lined up that will be coming on. So stay tuned for that. I will say, if any of you are a part of the media department at your church, whether you're an AV, a tech type of guy or gal, please reach out um, because I'm going to have to hire someone soon. There's someone who's helping me right now, but I'm having the hardest time getting this on video. And I want this on video. You want to get it on YouTube so we don't have to double up and record it two times. So please, if you understand how to work things like OBS and all that, get back to me. But for today's episode, today I want to talk about a subject that I think a lot of people still struggle with, you know, hopefully not diving in too deep because I'm already going to have to do this on YouTube as well. Um, But I want to give this, give this subject a talk on why you can't stop lusting, you know, and I believe this is a struggle for so many um, and something I had to address for myself and continue to make sure that I'm focusing on so I don't slip back. Um, but this is something that I believe that a lot of people have an issue with in the church. And unfortunately, it's like the church is quiet on some of these things. I don't believe the church needs to be quiet on these things because you can dance, jump, shout, whatever. You can even get married and still have this problem. So that's the reason why it's important for us to place an emphasis on this thing, because it's not a man issue. It's a sin issue. It's something that we all need to ensure that we are um, staying away from. You know, so I want to make it clear, desiring sex is not the problem. God is the one who created sex. And if God created sex, then that means it's good. It's not a problem. Within the context that God designed it, please understand that sex is a blessing. Within marriage, sex is a blessing. This is how, you know, God connects the man and the wife. Um, This is how God, you know, reproduces on this earth, you know. So it is a blessing. But the problem is, is when we allow our desire for that turn into lust. and basically. Lust is just an intense sexual attraction or desire. So it's when you're allowing your desires to control your life is when it becomes a problem. When we're allowing our emotions and our urges to control our life is when, you know, when the issue really arises. So today I want to talk a little bit about why some Christians have an issue overcoming their intense sexual desire. And I don't think it's because you have a high sex drive. Now I know people like to say that. And sorry if I started off this episode kind of kind of intense, but that's not always the case. A lot of times people are struggling for specific reasons, not because of a desire that God gave you. It's not the drive that God gave you that's causing this problem. I don't think that's possible. Um, So number one, I want to say this. The number one reason why people are still struggling with lust is because they're feeding the desire. You know, there's a saying that goes, what you feed will live and what you starve will die. 
you know, and I know that there's a lot of Christians that struggle because we have a tendency to entertain the things that are harmful for us. We're entertaining the relationships that are not beneficial to our spiritual growth. We're entertaining the TV shows, the music, the conversations, whatever it is that is not beneficial. And when you feed that desire, something harmful is always going to take place. You know, and sometimes we don't even see how dangerous it is until, unfortunately, it's too late. Um, when you guys get the chance, I want you to read both Proverbs 5 and read Proverbs 7. And you'll see how it shows us how sin is so attractive in the beginning. The lustful spirit is so attractive. It's enticing, you know, but in the end, it always leads to destruction. You know, and that's the reason why I tell people they have to be careful who you connect to, because just because it's great now doesn't mean you should let your guard down. You should still use wisdom and make sure that you guys are obeying the scriptures, because the moment you think that it's OK, lust creeps in. You know, sin is something that, you know, we have to understand that it's something that you're willfully desiring or you're engaging in. It's not something that that happens by accident. James 1, I'm going to read a lot of verses from the CSB, Christian Standard Bible um, today. James 1, verse 13 through 14 says, No one undergoing a trial should say, I am being tempted by God, since God is not tempted by evil, and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desire. So the Bible is showing us that we lean towards this lust and we lean towards sin when we are drawn away by the, our own desires in our heart. Not, what, not because of the devil, not because what he said, she said, not because what he's wearing, she's wearing. We were drawn into lust because of what was in our heart already. You know, it's so easy for us to say what everybody else is doing, but we have to pay attention to us. You know, don't point fingers at them because temptation only works when it's the thing that you desire. I hope someone digested that. Because me, I don't have a problem with stealing, you know? So if I see someone's money or if I'm tempted, you know, I'm going around someone's spot and, oh, I have the perfect opportunity to steal diamonds or money. or I don't have a tempted. That's not, it's not something that I'm worried about. So I can literally just walk past the money and it's like, oh, no big deal. But someone who has that temptation to steal, then it's an issue for them. You have to understand that temptation is only something that we desire in our heart. You know, so I'm hoping this this comment I'm about to make doesn't offend anyone. But please understand this to lust is a choice. You know, people like to say, oh, well, I start. Oh, because you're saying that I struggle with, quote unquote, this. Then that means you're saying that I have a choice to be a. I, I, I'm, I'm going to save the, the LGBT topic for another time this year. I was trying to get guests on last year. They backed out. It was a pretty heavy topic for them. And I understand. I respect that. But I'm going to get a couple people on that were delivered from that lifestyle in this year coming up. Um, but temptation is something we can't escape. You have to understand, you, none, of our, none of you are going to escape temptation. Jesus didn't even escape the, the temptation. The devil, the devil is going to tempt every last one of us, but we don't have to cave into it. Just like Jesus says, it is written. And I believe Matthew 4 and Luke 4, um, Jesus is defeating the devil with the word of God. I don't have to cave into this. I don't have to run away from it, you know, but I'm not caving into this. You know, I have a choice to live for God. Each and every one of you, you have a choice to live for God. No matter what, how messed up your past is and how addicted you were to, to inappropriate sexual things or whatever it is, you have a choice. You can live for God today. You don't have to be in bondage anymore. You know, so I want us to understand I have no control over what attractive women wear. 
and, and men, you and ladies, you have no control over what men decide to put on or take off or whatever. You know, I can't make her put on more clothes. I can't tell a woman at the beach that her bikini is inappropriate. I saw a video where a guy's harass and I'll say harassing. That was harassing. He's harassing women saying, do you see what you have on? You know, and then he starts judging them and saying, you know, they need to repent. And I'm like, bro, that's not really how you <laughs> win a soul. That's kind of that's kind of tacky and very, very disrespectful you know, to approach women like that. But I can't say the reason why I am lusting is because she needs more clothes. Now, don't get me wrong. That probably fed into it. But I cannot say the reason why I have lust in my heart is because of what sister so-and-so was wearing. It's because of what they were doing on Instagram. It's because of what they were doing on that Netflix scene. That's why I'm lusting. No, I can control if I'm feeding into it. Because people can do whatever they want. I feel like if I go to, if I feel like the beach is something that's going to cause people to stumble, I should not be there. If I feel like, I like to work out, but if I feel like the gym is causing me to stumble, I need to work out at home. I need a home gym. I need to work out in my apartment, in my living room, whatever, to keep me from stumbling. I cannot say the reason why I'm listening is because Hollywood is perverse. Who told me that I needed to sign up for a Netflix account? Who told you to sign into Hulu? You know, and I I, I know, don't, don't get me wrong, I'm preachy. I know a lot of times some people love it and some people hate it, but I want us to take inventory of ourselves. Too many times we are lusting and trying to say the world needs to change. The world is going to hell. Look what they're doing. No, we need to address us. We need to deal with us. We need to deal with why am I desiring that? Because am I delivered from this thing or am I really trusting in God? Am I really pursuing after the things of God? Because I cannot be holy if I'm not being led by the Holy Spirit. Let that one sink in. Galatians 5 and 16 says, I say then, walk by the Spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desire of the flesh. So God, God's word is showing us through the Apostle Paul that if I'm choosing to walk in the Spirit, I'm choosing to live according to God's word I'm not going to do what my flesh wants to do. I know my flesh wants to shack up. I know my flesh wants to lie. I know my flesh wants to lust after that woman. My flesh wants to receive some, some inappropriate pictures. My flesh wants to do it all. Listen, I don't know about y'all flesh because some of y'all are super holy and super deep. And, you know, once y'all got into ministry, y'all were never tempted again. I got more temptation since getting into ministry. I have to help lead people. One of my roles is one of the youth leaders at my church. So I have to deal with some of the same issues that they're dealing with. Your leaders have to deal with the same thing. And you know what God says in order for you to avoid that temptation is for you to walk in the spirit. And that doesn't mean walking around speaking in tongues. That doesn't mean walking around someone says good morning and you reply, the Lord is my shepherd. That's not what that means. You know, yeah, while, while that would be great, you know, you have to understand that, that that simply means you're constantly in prayer. You're constantly studying the word of God, constantly fasting, you're serving, you're loving others, you're denying yourself. You know what your flesh wants to do, but you're willing to say, nah, I can't do that, you know, because we have to understand that the temptation is not the sin. It's when we entertain the thought that it becomes sin. It's when we entertain the issues that it becomes problems in our lives. But you have to understand that you don't have to give in to that. Like Jesus said it like this, you know, and I, I mention this verse all the time because I want it to sink into every heart of every listener that will ever hear, hear us in this ministry. Matthew 5, 27 through 28, you have heard that it was said, do not commit adultery. But I tell you, everyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. You know, so we have a tendency 
to look down on a person who we know is shacking up, look down on the, the homosexual, look down on the person who got pregnant out of wedlock, look down on the person we know are doing whatever they're doing. But Jesus said, don't you know that when you have those inappropriate desires in your heart that you are entertaining, you are in the same sin as that person you might be judging? That same person you might be thinking, man, they need to repent, bro. They need to, why is she the praise and worship leader? And I know who she was with last week. We we can have those little inappropriate thoughts and rude thoughts about other people. But God said, the moment I turned my head at the gym, trying to catch that second look at sis as she walked by, he said, you are guilty of the same fornication as the same person who you're accusing, who, who you're condemning. And that's why we have to be careful not to walk around and judge judgmental spirits because Jesus, Jesus is making it clear to us that we can avoid the quote unquote action of sin, but it's the heart that's truly the issue at hand. You know, so I think it's easy for us to get the impression that God wants us to stop viewing sex and stop having sex and stop viewing porn and stop masturbating, but not address our hearts. No, but God is concerned about what drove you to feel as though that pornography was going to fill the void. What drove you into thinking masturbation was the key? What was the thing that got into your heart that allowed you to think it's okay to do this? That's what God is trying to address. God wants us, God wants what's inside of our hearts to be to be fixed, which leads me to my second point. The reason why you can't stop lusting is because you haven't addressed the root. A lot of times we focus on the symptoms. We focus on, oh man, I watched pornography today. And a lot of you guys, you know, in the, in the past, I remember, like when we did episodes on pornography, people reached out saying how they're still struggling, how, how long they've been free. Some people have only been free the week and they're celebrating. And I'm excited for you. Celebrate every single day that you're walking in freedom, you know, or whether you've been free for 10 years, continue to walk in that freedom. But at the end of the day, it's not enough to simply turn off pornography. What you need to do is figure out why am I desiring this? What you need to do is ask God, what is it in me that's causing me to keep going back to that lustful relationship? What is it that's not healed inside of me that's causing me to continue pursuing after these things? Because I want us to understand you haven't eliminated the trigger if it keeps reoccurring. Excuse me. Now, I don't know about you guys, but you know, you guys know Maybe that's the reason why you stick around because y'all know I'm an open book. I tell you guys all the time, man, I remember struggling with lust and this cycle was non-stop. I sin, then I repent, then I go back to the sin. Then I go back to an altar and I'm like, God, I ain't going to do that again. And then I go back and I do it again. Then I'm like, God, man, I don't even get why you love me. Why do you have so much mercy? Because, man, but thank you for your mercy, man. I ain't going to do it again. And then I go back to it in a couple months. And it's not because God isn't good. It's because there's something inside of us that we have to deal with. And that is the root of our issues, the root of our sin, you know. And a lot of you guys, I'm just going to get this out of the way. I'm going to point you guys to some of you. You do need to seek counseling. And that's what I'm going to point you guys to better help, which is a resource that I'm telling you guys about because Christians don't address things at the root. And I believe counseling is an amazing resource to help us with our mental, emotional and spiritual well-being. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Your counselor can be contacted at any time in a safe and private online environment. Also, you can set up phone calls, video calls. Don't worry about driving anywhere. You can do it all at home. So if you're facing depression, stress, anxiety, you know, some type of addictions that you probably need help speaking with someone about, reach out to BetterHelp. In fact, they have recruited additional counselors in every state in order for us to have all of the help that we will need. So if you're feeling burning down, I want you to enjoy a more 
blessed life, a more delivered life, peaceful life. So as one of our listeners, you'll get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash godly. Join over 1 million people taking charge of your mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash godly. So one out, what I'll say is there was a man in the Bible and yeah, I, I would say in the end, he, you know, he's a man of God, but he made some terrible decisions. And that's, that's Samson. Um, we have to understand that Samson made some decisions that were not wise. Yes, God received the glory because God ultimately wanted to defeat the Philistines for the children of Israel. But Samson made some mistakes, you know, because of the women that he was with. And a lot of times we remember Samson Oh, man, this guy, he got his head shaved off because of Delilah, lost all his strength. But a lot of times we focus only on how it ended. We don't realize there were a couple other women that led to Samson's demise. And he just kept kept going down the rabbit hole. But when he met these women, he were meeting them in the Philistine camp. He was meeting them through the vineyard after going through the vineyards of Timnath. Samson was not supposed to be in the vineyards of Timnath because his Nazarene vow says you shouldn't be eating from the vine. He shouldn't, you know, be eating or drinking anything from the vine. If you shouldn't be partaking in anything from the vine, why are you constantly walking through vineyards? And that's what I want us to understand. You know, if he would have addressed the root, why am I constantly desiring these things? Because God could have still used them to deliver um, the children of Israel from the Philistines. That doesn't mean he had to date anyone from that camp. He didn't have to marry anyone from that camp for God to use his strength to deliver the children of Israel. So don't think you have to go date people in the world in order to make an impact. No, you can make an impact in the church, you know, but we have to understand that his mistake was that he constantly kept going to places that he didn't need to go to. And eventually it led to his downfall. So many of us, if we address the root, why am I going after these locations? Then you'll probably find a freedom that you need. A third thing I'll say, I'm going to have to try to rush this thing because I, I see baby girl on our camera. She's waking up. Um, third thing we need to do is we must develop discipline. I believe we we lust because it feels good, you know? It feels good, yeah. You see someone, you, you desire sex, and it's like that thought crosses your mind. It's just like, sheesh, you know, like shorty bad. You know, you're probably thinking, you know, he a snack, she a snack. Y'all, I don't know what y'all be thinking. I don't know, but I know what I be thinking. It's easy to do that. It's a quick gratification that feels good to our flesh. You know, it's that it's that quick dopamine hit. It's literally hormones and 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 things triggering our brain. It's not just your flesh. It's literally how the, how the body is set up. You know, it's science. You know, when you get that little dopamine hit when you're feeding into those um, sexual gratifications, but that doesn't mean it's it's right. We have to exercise discipline. You know, and discipline is something that we have to do even when we don't feel like it. Hebrews twelve and eleven says. No discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful. Later on, however, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. So only those who exercise discipline will be able to see the benefits of it in the future. But please understand that while you're currently maintaining discipline, it does not feel good. While you're currently avoiding lust, it, it does not always feel pleasurable. While you want to watch that show, you want to watch that inappropriate thing, you want to click that website, you want to follow back that person because they're your friend, but you know she's always in a thong bikini. You know it ain't right. But it takes the discipline to say, yeah, where God wants to take me, I shouldn't be entertaining these things. 
what God is trying to do in my life doesn't allow for me to allow these things into my life. Because we have to understand that the devil has no access into a child of God's life unless you give him access. The devil has no access into your mind unless you allow those thoughts to resonate. The devil has no power over you unless you give it to him. So we have to exercise discipline. You know, you know, discipline is when we're dismissing what we want at the moment for what we want most in the future. Dismissing what our flesh desires at, at that point when that text is getting a little getting a little steamy, but saying, nah, I'm gonna honor God. And you decide to back out of the conversation. You decide to let the person go, or you decide to shift the focus of the conversation. That's what discipline is. You know, we have to understand um, perfect example of someone who didn't have discipline in the Bible is Esau. He didn't have discipline, you know, and he lost his blessing, something he cannot get back. It's not like some things from God is a once in a lifetime opportunity. Yes, God is merciful. But if God wants to give you something today and you decide I'm going to act a fool today, God, I, you know, I'm good. Please understand that you can miss out on some things that God does want to give to you. You know, it, it's, that's just life. So if anybody wants to argue with that and, you know, they start their little, no, what's for me is for me. Listen. Sorry, but Esau is a perfect example that God may have something for you and you can forfeit it. And that's why we must exercise discipline, because when we give in to lust, we're ultimately telling God, I want my will more than yours. Esau was a man who lost his blessing because he was so hungry that he wanted soup. A bowl of lentil soup. He was so hungry. And some of y'all about to start y'all fasting. Y'all going to be so hungry. The devil going to try to tempt you with everything. This is going to be the first time your boss is going to bring in pizza. The first time he's going to bring in donuts. The first time she's going to buy Chinese. All because you want to fast and the devil's going to be tempting y'all left and right. But you have to say, nah, I'm going I'm to I'm 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 exercise a little bit of discipline. Even though I want that soup. Esau had, it's nothing wrong with Esau being hungry. Like just like the devil tempted Jesus, saying, Man, if you're the son of God, turn this stone into bread. God could have done that. He's God in flesh. He could have done that. But why would I do that? I don't have to prove anything to you. I'm going to exercise discipline. And many of us, we can criticize Esau and call him foolish. All that for some soup, bro. But that's exactly how we look. Every single time we desire marriage or we desire companionship, so we compromise with a little bit of sex. Uh, let me just watch pornography, you know, for a little temporary fix. Listen, man, I'm telling you guys, I know this is probably not how you want to start the year, but discipline means no matter how I feel, I'm going to trust that God desires something better for me. I'm not going to allow my flesh desires to go to be what I pursue after, but I'm going to go after what God desires for me. Bible says in 1 Corinthians 9, 24 through 27, one of the most scariest verses to me and one of the most needed for the body of Christ, I believe. It says, don't you know that the runners in a stadium all race? All of us guys, all of you listening, you're in a Christian race. It says, but only one receives the prize. Run in such a way to win the prize. Now, everyone who competes exercises self-control in everything. They do it to receive a perishable crown, but we an imperishable crown. So I do not run like one who runs aimlessly or box like one beating the air. Instead, I discipline my body and bring it under strict control. So that after preaching to others, I myself will not be disqualified. Paul is telling you, like, when you look at these Olympic runners and these track athletes and all these sports athletes, only one person can be the winner. So they have to discipline their bodies in everything they do. And he's saying all of the, all of this training they're doing, all this hard work they're doing is just so they can win a gold medal. 
bro, and don't nobody care about y'all gold medal. Paul is like, we're doing this for an eternal crown. So don't you know that you have to exercise self-control? Because Paul says, I don't want to, I, I have to discipline my body and break it under strict control so that after preaching to others, I'm not going to be the one that's disqualified. I'm not going to be the one that preaches the extravagant messages and has all the followers and says all these cool things about Jesus on TikTok. And you do all these things and you may have encouraged people and then I go to hell or I miss out on what God wants to do for me. I know the, the one save always say people probably are uncomfortable by this, but please understand there are some things that God wants to do in your life. But when we choose lust over God's will, we can miss out on what God wants to do. We cannot allow ourselves to pursue after the things of this world that we forget that God has a high calling for us, that God desires great things for us. So it's possible for you to do ministry and miss out on God's blessings. I don't want to preach and my life be a mess. I don't want to keep running this podcast and I'm not applying my own lessons. We shouldn't think that just because we love Jesus, that he isn't concerned about us repenting from any sinful habit that may be in our life. I love y'all. I just had to pause and say that because I know I know, it can be a little, little bit difficult, but y'all be rocking with me. Y'all some real ones. The fourth thing I'll say is this. The reason why you can't stop lusting is because you are way too idle spiritually. I mean, let me repeat that one because I think this one is important. You may be so idle and you have too much time on your hands. I noticed that, man, since not working a nine to five and doing more with ministry so I can focus on golly dating and then, you know, stay home with, with my daughter, like, bro, trying to run a business from home with a kid. Yeah, that's difficult, but it allows for me to have more time. The temptation can be can be at an all time high. And I don't mean a temptation to lust exactly, but I mean a temptation to be on your phone all day. A temptation to not be focused. You're probably on TV a lot. And that's the reason why it's like, bro, work. <laughs> you know, we all need to work. We cannot be home talking about we playing video games and trying to accomplish God's will. That's not how God's will works. You know, but we have to be focused on doing things spiritually. The more I invest in my family, is the more my family grows. The more you invest on in my in your business, or the more I invest in my business, the more my business is able to grow. The more I invest in my ministries, the more my ministry is able to go. So you have to understand that. What does that mean spiritually? The more you invest spiritually is the more your spirit can grow, the more your faith can increase, the more you can be able to be a witness to others. But if you're just chilling, home doing nothing, listen, you are going to be idle. You're going to be tempted to be on your phone all day. And when you're on your phone all day, we know this foolishness that they keep posting. You don't even follow some people and you'll see some reels with people doing the craziest, craziest stuff. And then it'll say Instagram suggested. Listen, what do you mean based off photos I like? Because I ain't like nothing from a profile like this. Come on now, fam. You know, so we have to understand that it's important that we are busy. There's a popular saying. I don't know if it's a black thing or it's popular in America in general, but whatever. Um, it's a saying that goes uh, idle hands is the devil's playground. I believe some people say idle hand is the devil's workshop, you know, whatever. But it's not it's not like that's biblical, but I definitely think that it's true. Um, and I say that because it's so easy for many people to become lazy and we, we probably aren't doing anything with our lives or doing anything spiritually, you know, when in reality we need to be doing something. We rather play video games than pray. We rather we rather gossip about people rather than pray for them. We rather 
go on social media aimlessly rather than find some time to study the word of God. We know what all the social media Christian influencers say. We know we can memorize some of Godly dating episodes, but what did the word of God say? Because there's a whole lot of y'all that drop off on this podcast and it's cool, but can are you digging in the word when you leave? That's the only, that's the only mission I have. That when you listen to me, that means I pointed you back to Jesus Christ. Because I don't care if I, I lose followers. Like, okay, I lost money for talking about Jesus. All right. You know, cool beans. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not going to lose sleep. But we must be so passionate about God that we don't allow ourselves to become idle spiritually. Because there's, there's always something you can do. And I'm not talking about a workspace salvation, bro. I'm not. Y'all be. People love saying this works-based salvation so much as if the Bible is not telling you you need to do something. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, but anywho, David is the perfect example of a man who was too idle spiritually. David fell into sin. He fell into adultery because he should have been at war. Yes, David, as the king, should have been leading his men in war. He decided to stay home. He took a spiritual vacation. He took his little mini vacay. He went home on leave. He ain't got time for the military. He's doing whatever he wants. So now as the king, he goes on top of his roof, and he sees a woman bathing in the distance. And shorty got body goals. In the words of evangelist Meg Thee Stallion, body yadi yadi, she had it going on. And he decided to check out Bathsheba taking her bath and Hey, y'all go get that girl for me. He doesn't care that she's Uriah's wife. He just goes to get the woman. And what does that do? That leads to his downfall. He wouldn't even have known this woman if he was where he should have been. He wouldn't have held a conversation with this woman if he's where he should have been. He wouldn't have asked his man to go get her. He wouldn't have gotten her pregnant. He wouldn't have gotten her husband killed. All of that would have been avoided if he was where he should have been. How much sin can be avoided? If we simply do what God is asking us to do, how much sin can we avoid? How much perversion can we break free from? How much lust can we be delivered from if you would simply be involved in ministry? When a Christian isn't involved in the things of God, the devil will find things to occupy their time. And I don't mean getting busy in order just to prove you're saved or prove you're a Christian. You can do a whole lot of churchy stuff and Jesus still say, depart from me, bro, I ain't never know you. Salvation is not based on all of our, our works and our human efforts. It's not. It's based on your belief and your obedience to the word of God. But are you busy serving God? Because if you're telling me you got saved and you're quiet about it, you got saved and you don't tell anyone, no one knows you're saved unless they see your Instagram caption. You're, the, the way we speak doesn't doesn't invite people to church. The way we dress doesn't invite people to church. The way we love doesn't invite people to church. What God are we serving? We have to understand we need to get busy serving God. Get busy in your local church. Serve, serving your community. There's always someone lost, broken, hurting on your job, on your campus, in your neighborhood. You can always invite someone over to your house for a Bible study. You can always invite someone over for prayer. You can pray for somebody at Walmart. You can teach a Bible study anywhere. Stop making excuses. We. This is 2022. Listen. In the word, in the words of Marcus Rogers, bro, we ain't doing no gummy bear Christianity. Listen, I, I don't know if y'all don't like that guy, so I'm sorry if I said that, and, and I probably get a one star. But um, please understand, we are done. We need to be done with this passive Christianity. We need to be passionate about God. This is the year that I'm declaring that all of you guys listening 
are going to do something so crazy it blows your mind because you probably thought you were too timid to teach a Bible study. I'm praying this is the year you invite over five people to do a Bible study. You, This is maybe the year you probably thought you'd never see your family members get saved. You probably never thought that that my cousin getting baptized? Nah, that never happened. This is going to be the year you're going to witness it. I believe that God's going to do some great things, but we can't be idle spiritually. We have to get to work. The Bible says it like this in 2 Thessalonians 3, verse 6 through 13. Now we command you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, to keep away from every brother or sister who is idle and does not live according to the tradition received from us. For you yourselves know how you should imitate us. We were not idle among you. We did not eat anyone's food free of charge. Instead, we labored and toiled, working night and day, so that we would not be burdened to any of you. It is not that we don't have the right to support, but we did it to make ourselves an example to you so that you would imitate us. In fact, when we were with you, this is what we commanded. If anyone isn't willing to work, he should not eat. For we hear that there are some among you who are idle. They are not busy, but busy bodies. Now we command and exhort such people by the Lord Jesus Christ to work quietly and provide for themselves. But as for you, brothers and sisters, do not grow weary in doing good. Paul is warning us against being idle here. Idleness is a problem. It becomes sin because it's laziness. He went as far as to say people that ain't working, ain't doing something for God, shouldn't be eating. And this is obviously talking about when they were providing for the people laboring in the ministry. You know, the churches were taking care of the ministers. But imagine a minister that's not ministering, but is taking the church's funds. You got the church taking the church tithes money so you can buy a Bentley and you ain't serving the church or your community. But I ain't going to get into that one. That's a story for another day. But I believe as believers, we should not be content simply being saved. We should desire to serve and build the body of Christ and build the kingdom of God in any way we can. And don't think serving is all about pulpit ministry. And that's why a lot of you are idle right now, because you want to be on a pulpit. You want to lead a song. You want to preach. I mean, obviously, that's not a bad desire, but it's like. There's so many other ways to be effective for God. There's so many other ways to love people outside of church because I know a lot of friends that I can only minister to in the neighborhood because they're not coming to church. But will my lifestyle encourage them? That's what we must focus on. And the last thing I'll say, you're probably struggling because you're trying to win this fight on your own strength. Newsflash, you are not winning this lust, winning this battle with lust by trying to fight it. God's word tells us to flee. 1 Corinthians 6, 18 says to flee fornication. This is the only type of temptation the Bible is telling us we need to run away from. The Bible tells us resist the devil. You know, any anything else, you can just resist the devil. You don't have to cave in. But when it's sexual, sexual temptation, you have to run. When Joseph was tempted by Potiphar's wife, the Bible says that that boy turned into Usain Bolt, ran up out of there with his clothes off. He didn't even say, let me get my, let me get my shirt back, sis. Says, let me get my robe. Let me get my robe, please. He ain't been holding that conversation. A lot of you are in holding conversations and trying to rationalize things. And God is saying, can you just run? Get yourself out of that relationship or get yourself out of that situation. Get yourself out of that website. Get yourself off of following that person. Man, I'll be seeing random stuff and I see who likes it. And I don't, I don't judge people because, I mean, you know, I, I had my issues and, you know, I, they're blessed as... I, I can't judge someone who's in that, you know what I mean? Because I'm someone who I have to depend on God to stay delivered. But I'm like, don't you know that you're not going to be free while you're following that account? Listen, sis got an OnlyFans for a reason. 
You don't need to be part of them fans. Don't join the fan club. Get off of that page. Avoid the temptation. Turn, Be like Joseph. How can I do this wickedness and sin against God? I'm not doing this. No, I'm going to run away. You know, and not only shouldn't you fight on your own self, understand that accountability is important. God doesn't want you trying to do this on your own. 2 Timothy 2.22, flee youthful passions and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace along with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. Many times we make the mistake of trying to just run away from sin, but we need to be running towards God. The Bible says flee you for less and uh, all that stuff, but it says to run alongside those who are calling on the Lord out of a pure heart. You need godly community, and if you don't have it, you will always struggle. But the moment you are willing to say, hey, bro, I've been... I've been really struggling. Like I gave my boy a shout out last time, and he's, I promise he didn't ask me to do that last week or this week. But Jeremy um, Davis, um, you guys should check him out. He had, he made a video talking about, you know, it, it, it was a Martin, like, like a parody. He spoke about opening up to your brothers and sisters and letting them know you're struggling because a lot of times many people don't want to admit, hey, listen here, bro. We like to say, pray for me, man. I'm just struggling. A lot of people aren't going to say, hey, bro, sis on a job, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying, to t- I'm trying to handle that Friday night. We- we're not willing to, to be that vulnerable. I almost said something else, but I, I know we got kids on the podcast. <laughs> we're trying to engage with some, you know, some some holy oil and some 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 covenant relations. That's what we're trying to do. But if you are seeking God with godly people, they are able to encourage you on why you should continue to trust God's timing. But if you try to do this on your own, and you think you're going to just fight this off, you will fail every time. You have to run away from those tempting situations. I remember one time, you know, because Safi and I were doing long distance, and she had her uh, apartment, you know, several rooms, and I told my dad, like, hey, can I go up to her college um, to visit her? You know, he was looking at me like, yeah, I'm going to pray about it. I knew that meant no, but he didn't want to tell me initially. So I asked him after, like, okay, you prayed about it. <laughs> he was just like, nah, that's not wise. You know, and I was like, I'm sleeping in the living room. He was like, that's not wise. You know, <laughs> and I know a lot of y'all, y'all parents let y'all do whatever y'all want. But my dad, he, my dad is not my friend. My dad is all, my dad is my friend, but he's also my dad. He, he's going to let me know, you know, that ain't wise. Come on now. We all know what can happen when you get in that type of situation, especially with no one else around, you know, and then, you know, I spoke to Safi and she was like, yeah, definitely that makes sense to, to not come. You're not going to respect that. Um, but my issue is, imagine if I went there, nothing would have happened. Okay, cool. But I could also went there and something could have happened. And not talking about getting pregnant, but me stepping outside of God's parameters, which is sex belongs in marriage. Now, while many of you may say, man, I sleep over my boyfriend, girlfriend house all the time. We know how to control ourselves. Respect to you. I'm not telling what you have to do. I'm just glad I had someone in my corner to let me know when I know I probably ain't had the right motives. And I should not have been there. I had someone to let me know. Don't do that. You know, the time will come. Time and place for everything. And that's why you can't do this on your own strength. You need to rely on God's strength and you need godly community. So episode 111, a little bit of a heavy hitter. But if you listen all the way to the end, that means you truly support the page. I have only three requests, three requests from you. Number one, I want you to share this episode with a friend. That's not that hard. Even if they don't text back, just go ahead, click the share link, forward it to a friend. I don't care who, whether you think they're lusting or not, whether you think they're pure or not, I don't care. Send it to a friend. Number two, if you know you ain't grabbed no merch off the website yet, 
maybe you don't even like the designs you don't like the colors i respect that there's some people that that wanted to support they told me they wanted long sleeve shirts or they told me by the time they got their paycheck all their sizes went out i understand that we're going to restock soon but go ahead and buy something for a friend give it to someone in your youth group just buy a shirt hand it to a kid walk off god bless them 20 dollars shirt no big deal you spend that at starbucks in a week third thing i'm gonna say pray for us that we can get this set up whereas we can have the video stream and have all that but we have so much great things in store for y'all i can't wait for you to see here and experience all that god has in store and i can't wait to get this book out to you all should be around september i will keep you all posted so excited god is faithful love y'all peace